0: I ask Sue to bring us her first Bible reading, please.
1: The first reading is from 1 Samuel 3. The Lord calls Samuel. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days the words of the Lord were rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord said to Samuel, Sorry, then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you call me. But Eli said, I didn't call you, go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you call me. My son, Eli said, I didn't call. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. And the third time the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you call me. Then Samuel realised, then Eli realised that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as the, at the other times. Samuel, Samuel And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening.
0: Thanks, Sue. And now can I ask Maggie to bring us her second reading, please.
2: Second reading is from Philippians, chapter 3, verses 7 to 14. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more... but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal, to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Uh, as Tim said at the beginning, this is the, the last of our sort of shorter services that we do over the summer when we don't have junior church. And uh, I was checking with Elaine because it's communion, and I said, "Is it an hour including communion?" She said, "Yes." So this is going to be a very short sermon. Um, help if I found my notes, though. Although I'm getting better at waffling, so you never know. Gather round. Anyone else want to <laughs> Anyone else want to join? <laughs> You okay there? You alright? Good. Okay. This doesn't happen at home, you know. <laughs> Gather around, children. Father is speaking. Right. <laughs> They're fine there. They'll be alright. Okay. Um <laughs> I was thinking about what to what to speak about this morning. And uh You're getting to see one of this summer's new looks. It's the Zach Pout. Every now and then he gets something taken off him and you get a little... I don't know where he gets it from. Uh, I was thinking about what to speak about this morning and and, um, I was sort of thinking, well, as a church, this time next month, 1st of October, Rachel's birthday, I don't know if I've mentioned that, um, we're having our vision day. And I was thinking, well, could I say something that might help us as we prepare to come together for that? Um, and, and I was sort of working along that line, and I was praying that that was what God was asking me to do. And then I was sort of sitting um, in the in the quiet room with Tim this morning, praying, and I thought, that's fine, but it's got to apply to each of us individually as well. A service that just speaks to a church is okay, but it's still got to be applicable individually. Um, and thankfully, because God is a lot better at this kind of thing than me, I think he does, so that's okay. As a church, we're, we're looking at, at what some people call recasting our vision. It's not that we've not got a vision already and we want one, and it's not that the vision we've got we've decided is rubbish and we're having a brand new one. It's more kind of like we've got a vision and we're thinking and praying about is this still God's vision for us? Does God want to change what our vision is? Have circumstances changed? what we think our vision is, and praying to ask God to reveal that to us. But as individuals, we all have a vision. God has a vision for our lives. So when I talk about what we can do as a church, it applies to what we can do individually as well. God has a plan for each of our lives. And Jeremiah talks about that and he says, I know the plans I have for you says the Lord plan to prosper you and not to harm you so a plan for our life from God is actually even although sometimes it it might seem like in the middle of everything you go is this really your plan God because this feels like I could have probably done better myself no matter how it might feel at any given time God's plan for our life is better than anything we could come up with ourselves So perhaps as individuals we might be trying to find out what God's plan is for our lives. As a church we're trying to find out what God's plan is for our lives collectively and perhaps that impacts on our lives individually too. Um, I could talk about this for a very long time to be perfectly honest but um, if you've got Sky, the Italian Grand Prix is on soon. I haven't. I'll be watching the highlights later so I can talk as long as I want really. (laughs) But over the next few weeks as a church, we've got a bit more emphasis on on vision and praying for God to speak to us and inspire us. And for that to work, we need to know what God's voice sounds like. And I was going to do a little bit of a game. I was going to ask for some volunteers to go out with the radio mic, preferably mums or dads, and see if their kids could guess if that was their voice, and then I thought, nah, that's probably too easy. Or there'd be one kid who would know, and the rest of us wouldn't. So I'm gonna do a slightly different mystery voice game. Um, And again, this was kind of a bit of a last minute uh, bit of inspiration, so it might not work, but we'll see. Um, We're gonna hear some Beatles songs, but not sung by the Beatles. And we've got two teams, nicely split. We've got Team A and Team 1. So we're going to play a track. And if you think you know who is, sometimes they're speaking the words and sometimes they're singing. If you know who it is, put your hand up and we'll see if you're right. So Dave, can we have our, our first track, please?
1: There are places I'll remember. All my life.
0: Oh, team one. Flurry of hands.
1: Though some have changed. Sean
0: Connery. Correct, well done. I thought I'd start with an easy one, you see. So. (laughs) So let's, second one.
1: For the benefit of Mr. Kite, there will be a show tonight on
0: trampoline. Mr. William Connolly, yeah. Billy to you. <laughs> so that's one all, and that's the easy ones done. Um, so let's have the third one. No, they're not all Scottish. That's the last Scottish one. Not
2: this one. Here he come on flat top. He come grooving up slowly. He got juju eyeball. He won, holy roller. He got hair down to his knees. Got
0: to be a joker. He just do what he please. put you out your misery, it's Robin Williams. Can you hear it now? Can we play it again, Dave, now that we know it's Robin Williams? Just for interest, it's Bobby McFerrin that's doing the other noise. It's the guy that sung, Don't Worry, Be Happy. But oh God, Robin Williams. Shh. No he's a singer, really is he? Finger, can hear it? Coca Cola,
1: he said, I know you. You know me.
2: One thing I can tell you is you got to be free. Come together right now.
0: Over me. Okay, we'll do we'll do one more, we'll do the next one, Dave. As a, I wasn't speaking to you, Google. As a um, tiebreaker, because we're on one all.
2: It's been a hard day's night, and I've been working Sorry. like a dog.
0: Pardon? It's, it's been not clear. A hard day, it's night. Pardon? Adele, it's not Adele.
2: Like a lark. But when I get home to you, I find the things that
0: you do Yeah. It's not Barbara Streisand.
2: Alright. You know I work all
0: oh. It's not Jerry Halliwell to get your money. It's not Shirley Bassey.
2: And it's worth it just to hear mm-hmm. you
0: say. Is a cartoon character? It's not a you cartoon character. They still have real people's everything. voices, you know. That's why I
2: love to home,
0: it's not Doris Day. You
2: alone, you know I feel okay. when I'll I'm tell you who home. it is.
0: It's Goldie Horn.
2: Everything seems to be right.
0: Time taker, then. (laughs) Last last one, though.
1: To need a better life, I need my love to be here. here, No,
0: making each day of the year. Who's sorry? changing my life
1: with a wave of his hand
2: nobody can deny that there's
1: something there
0: i
2: we'll
0: give you a giveaway clue Titanic
2: There
0: we go, Celine Dion <laughs> <laughs> She sang the Titanic theme tune What's that number, Titanic? Hey? Yeah <laughs> So some of them we knew straight away, and some of them we didn't, but once I said who it was, you go, ah, I can hear it now. And sometimes it's the same with God. See, there's always got to be a cheesy link, is not there? Sometimes we know when God's speaking, and sometimes we'll be praying and we'll be asking God to to make himself known to us or to speak to us or to reveal something to us or tell us something and then a thought will pop into her head and we'll go is that God or is that just me and I do it as well but it's kind of like is it not just a little bit daft to be praying for God to, to speak to you and then when you have a sort of a thought that's not something you would normally think to go "Ah, oh, no that's just me if you're not sure, speak to someone else and say, "I've been praying about this, and then i will started thinking that maybe this." And can you pray with me to see if that's God? And keep praying yourself to say, "God, if this is you, will you just help me to understand this? God, if this is you, will you just give me a clue?" Titanic. And sometimes God will either just keep saying the same thing, a bit like you know, reading. God kept calling Samuel, Samuel, and Samuel thought it was Eli, and he got up and he said to Eli. You know, and there was great excitement down here because they've seen it on Superbook we've watched this on Superbook which is a kids cartoon thing that's more exciting than me um, and Samuel went back to Eli two or three times and then Eli went I know what this is and sometimes it's the same with us we might, we might go to someone two or three times and say I keep thinking of this or I keep, th- I keep getting this thought or I keep having this dream or I keep hearing this kind of voice in my head telling me this And eventually maybe someone else might say, do you know what, I think this is God. If you're not sure, just say, you know, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Now, I mentioned before I've been at Creation Fest. We've been to Cornwall for a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks ago. Um, So I've caught lots of sun because we were camping and, and probably half of my tan is wind as well but uh, one of the things we really like about going to Cornwall especially camping is when you're in a campsite you're usually a bit further away from town and when you get a nice clear night the stars you can see are phenomenal when you live in in a town you know you read the passages in the bible that says no one can count the stars in the sky and you look up and you go I can there's three. Oh no hang on that's a plane there's two but when you go to somewhere like Cornwall or somewhere where it's dark and you look up on a clear night and you think I, I couldn't start counting and the longer you look the more stars you see and while we were away this last time the first week we were away at Creation Fest it was a bit cloudy and, and, and there weren't really any nights for, for stargazing um, and then Rachel and I took the kids and we, we went onto to another campsite somewhere else in Cornwall um, and a couple of nights in the kids had Settled down and gone to bed, and we'd taken a little table outside to sit outside, and just it was a nice clear night. And we all oh, we'll just look up, and, and being the muppet that I am, I hadn't realised that it was the, the meteor shower night. So we were sitting, going, "Oh, look, a shooting star! Oh, another one! Oh, another one! Wasn't that good?" But what was really funny was we were sitting watching these, and you know, on, a, on Facebook stargazing, and then I realised that's when I realised because there were loads of other folk going, "Oh, I'm watching them, waiting for the meteor shower." I'm like, all oh, right that's what it is. But there was other folk, you know, on a campsite, going to the toilet block and all the rest of it, you know, and they're all walking along, looking at the ground with a torch, making sure they don't trip over nothing, because you can walk back and forward to the toilet block in broad daylight and not trip over anything. So unless someone's been sneaking out, digging holes or putting trip wires out in the middle of the night, you don't really need a torch. It's not that dark. And they're completely oblivious to what's going on above their head because they're so focused on where they're going and what they're doing and not tripping up and they've got their torch and they got their dishes that they're going to wash or whatever it is, that they don't think to look up and see and they miss the beauty of the, the stars and the meteor shower. And sometimes we get a bit like that. We get so fixated on what's happening to us that we don't look up and we don't look round and we don't look to see what God's doing. Or we, we get, sometimes we can even just get so fixated on this is what God wants me to do that we don't look round to see actually if God's saying, I want you to do that, but it's part of this. And we just get fixed on, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. In Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 and 19, God says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Thanks, Steve. But sometimes if we don't look up and we don't look round, we might not see the new thing that God is doing. We might be stuck on doing what God told us to do last week and God's saying, Yeah, that was for last week and now I want you to do this or I want you to do this Or I might say I want you to carry on. But we need to look up and look round and and see what's happening. See what God's doing. See where the kids are going. But that verse where God says I'm doing a new thing, don't dwell on the past forget former things that doesn't mean that everything we've ever done up till now is a waste of time it doesn't mean that when we're praying into our vision for our church or our vision for our own lives that God's going to say just scrap everything you've done just, automat- just just forget about it and do something different it doesn't necessarily mean either that he won't tell us to stop something. It doesn't you know? Just just because we're not automatically stop doing everything doesn't mean that he might not say, "Well, actually, I yeah, stop doing that and concentrate on this instead." We should build on what we've done. We should build on what we've learned. But we shouldn't let let it, we shouldn't let it hold us back. There are lots of times when you know the old. Saying in churches where there's always someone going, "Oh, we did that 20 years ago and it didn't work, so we're not going to do it now." Sometimes that there was a reason why it didn't work. Maybe it was because it wasn't the time for it. Maybe it's because it wasn't right in some other way. Hello. Sometimes you might feel like God's calling you to get involved in something or to do something, and you might think, "I know, but I've tried that before and it was it was a disaster." But maybe God was teaching you how not to do it. When Thomas Edison tried to invent the light bulb, it took him a long time. He had a lot of failed attempts. I'm not going to quote a number because I can't remember. But someone asked him, you know, well, you know, you failed all these other times. He says, "No, I just learned lots of different ways not to build a light bulb. And then I got it right. Sometimes God prepares us by letting us do things and letting us see how it doesn't work. A bit like when Alice puts her shoes on the wrong feet. She learns to put them on the right feet because we teach her. And then she tries again on her own and she puts them on the wrong feet but she's learning to put her shoes on. And sometimes we'll have done something and it won't have worked and we'll think, oh, I don't want to don't wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna try that again because it didn't work. And God might be saying, no, no, don't be held back by what did or didn't work in the past. Move on. Look forward. In our second reading, Paul talks about forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward. And there's that sort of idea of someone running as fast as possible towards a finish line, towards a goal. And you can't run at full speed looking behind yourself because you will trip up. So over the coming weeks as we pray individually and collectively listen for God's voice. Pray and listen so that you get to hear what God's voice is like and speak to other people who might help you to understand God's voice. And the more you do that, the more you'll understand God's voice and the more you'll recognize it. Look up and out to see what God's doing. Beyond the immediate, both in terms of physical space and and our own selves and, and in time as well, beyond what God wants us to do right now to what God wants each of us or all of us to do in the future. Look forward toward the finish line, whatever that might be, and don't be held back by what might not have worked in the past or what might have been done differently in the past. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you that you're a God that cares about each and every one of us. A God that created the entire universe but has a plan for each of our lives. Help us over these coming weeks as individuals and as a church to look to you for your vision for our lives, for your vision for our church, for your vision for our community. Speak to us, Lord. Help us to hear your voice. In Jesus' name, amen.